everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's brand new premium member shoutouts. First of all, we have Isabel from Washington, D.C. Then we have Flynn, who's from Kentucky. And Rosalie Mae Duncan, who didn't say where she's from, but Rosalie, we have your story about turning into cats on its way. And lastly, Andrew from Minnesota. Hi, everyone! And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. I just signed up to be a premium member as my kids love your podcast. I have three kids who are all animal lovers and play jungle animals, under the sea animals, and dinosaurs all day long. Bob loves octopuses. Andrew loves dinosaurs, especially his teddy ankylosaurus called Bumpy. And Zoe loves peacocks. We're in Ireland, and we would love to be mentioned in a story. In Ireland, on the edge of a small town, is a pretty little stone house next door to converted stables. The stables used to house horses, but now they're the Galagavets, a place where local people bring their poorly pets to see the vet, Annie. Annie loves her job, and she's helped all kinds of animals over the years. From a parrot that was afraid to fly to a hamster that had got stuck in a bottle, no matter what the problem was, Annie was always ready to help all animals in need. It had been a typical busy day at Galaga Vets, but Annie still had three appointments to go before she could finish for the day. Opening the door to the waiting room, she called out, Next, please! and stepped to the sink in the corner of her examination room to wash her hands. This meant she had to have her back to her patient and its owner as they came in. I'll be right with you, said Annie as she dried her hands. Now, most of the animals Annie saw were dogs and cats. She did see the occasional lizard or tortoise, budgie or rabbit, or even a horse or donkey occasionally. But what she had never seen before was the animal that stood on her examination table right at that moment. It was a male peacock. Its tail was so long that it hung over the edge of the table and almost touched the floor. And beside it stood its owner, a young girl. Oh my, said Annie, clearly surprised. Remembering to be professional, she introduced herself and asked the owner for her and her pet's name. I'm Zoe, said the girl, and this is my peacock, Percy. Oh, hello, Zoe. Hello, Percy, said Annie. So, what happens to be the problem? Zoe explained how Percy had been off his food recently, and she was worried that there was something wrong with him. Oh, dear, said Annie. Well, it could be nothing. I'll tell you what. Leave him with me overnight. I'll keep an eye on whether he eats or not, and I'll let you know what I think in the morning. 
Zoe looked very pleased and relieved at this. Oh, thank you, she said, and Annie took them through to the end of the old stable block, where three stables still stood. They settled Percy into one of them, and Annie made sure to put some food down for the large bird. Then, opening a side door so Zoe could leave, Annie said, Pop back tomorrow morning, and I should have a better idea of what's troubling Percy. Okay, see you then, said Zoe with a wave, and off she went. Moments later, Annie was opening the door to the waiting room once more. Next, please, she called, then stepped to the sink in the corner to wash her hands. Something large passed through the door behind her, bumping the door itself, then knocking the table so it scraped across the floor. Annie had had large animals in her examination room before, such as Great Danes and horned goats. But what she had never seen before was the animal that stood beside her examination table right at that moment. It was an Ankylosaurus. It was covered in hard lumps, and it had a long tail that ended in a bony club, and beside it stood a young boy. Oh, goodness me, said Annie in complete surprise. A dinosaur in her examination room? Annie had to remind herself to be professional, so she told the boy who she was and asked for their names. I'm Andrew, said the boy, and this is my Ankylosaurus, Bumpy. Oh, well, hello, Andrew, and hello, Bumpy, said Annie. So, uh, what appears to be the problem? Andrew explained that Bumpy appeared to have a cold. Oh, dear, said Annie. Well, I've never treated an Ankylosaurus for a cold before. Come to think of it, I've never treated an Ankylosaurus for anything. But, you know, I need to be careful, and I think it would be best if you leave him with me overnight. I'll keep an eye on him, and I'll let you know what I think in the morning. Andrew was very pleased with this. Oh, thank you, he said, and Annie led him through to the end of the old stable block. They got Bumpy nice and comfy in the bay next to Percy, where Annie put out a large bowl of water, because it's important to drink lots when you have a cold. Then, opening the side door, Annie said, Pop back tomorrow morning, and I should have a better idea of what to do with Bumpy. Okay, see you then, said Andrew with a wave and off he went. Moments later, Annie was opening the door to the waiting room to see the last patient of the day. Next, please, she called, and then stepped to the sink to wash her hands. This time, nobody bumped the door or the furniture. As Annie dried her hands, she had a guess at what animal she was going to see. A guinea pig, perhaps? She hadn't seen one of those for a while. But what she had never seen before was the animal sat on her examination table right at that moment. It was an octopus. It was quite large and a rusty red color and one of its arms was holding the hand of its owner, a boy. Good gravy, blurted out Annie, realizing that wasn't very professional. She took a deep breath 
introduced herself and asked for their names. I'm Bob, said the boy, and this is my octopus, Oswald. Oh, well, hello, Bob. Hello, Oswald, said Annie. So, um, what appears to be the problem? Bob explained that Oswald had been feeling a bit sorry for himself lately, and he didn't know what to do to cheer him up. Oh, dear, said Annie. Oh, well, that is a tricky one. I think it would be best if you leave him with me overnight. I'll keep an eye on him, and I'll, I'll let you know what I think in the morning. Bob was very pleased with this. Oh, thank you, he said, and Annie led them through to the end of the old stable block. Luckily, she had a large, empty fish tank she was able to set up there, so once it was full of water, Oswald had somewhere to settle down and relax. Then, opening the side door, Annie said, Pop back tomorrow morning, and I, I should have a better idea of what to do with Oswald. Okay, see you then, said Bob with a wave, and off he went. At last, Galaga Vets was quiet. All the patients had been seen, so all Annie had to do was lock the door and clean up. Once this was done, she headed next door to the stone house where she lived and set about making her dinner before returning to the vets to look in on Percy, Bumpy, and Oswald. What an unusual bunch you all are, she said with a smile. She spent plenty of time examining them all until at last... It was time for bed. Sleep well, you three, she said, then switched off the light. See you in the morning. Several hours later, long after Annie had fallen asleep, a dark van rolled quietly onto the Galagavet's parking lot with its headlights off. Inside, two dark shapes looked over the house and vets. Uh, is this the place, Nettie? asked the larger of the two people. Of course it is, Connor, you great big lumbering lummox, snapped back a female voice. Do you think I didn't know where I was going? Connor flinched. Oh, but it is dark outside, Nettie. It's hard to tell where we are. Of course it's dark, Connor, you bumbling buffoon, barked Nettie. You can't go burgling a vets in the daytime now, can you? But, Nettie, how will we see what we're doing? asked Connor. Well, that's what flashlights are for, dummy, growled Nettie. Now, come on, time's a-wasting. The pair of them crept silently from the van and approached the locked doors of the vets. In moments, they had broken the glass at the bottom of the door and were inside. <sighs> I hope we find lots of puppies, said Connor as he waved his flashlight around the waiting room. Or kittens, said Nettie. We could sell kittens just as easily. Oh, uh, I can't see no puppies or kittens in here, said Connor. Hmm, perhaps they're through here, said Nettie, as she opened the door to the examination room. Nah, said Connor once he was inside. There aren't any puppies or kittens in here either. Are you sure we'll find some puppies or kittens here? Ah, said Nettie, not sounding so confident and rude now. In truth, Nettie had no idea if they were going to find puppies or kittens here, 
And now she was worrying she was going to look foolish in front of her brother. And she hated to look foolish in front of Connor. Of course they're here somewhere. They must be through this door. Eventually, they found themselves entering the end of the old stable block. The room was in darkness, but their flashlights could see three old stable bays to their right, a door to the outside on their left, and some animal cages against the end wall. Look, cages, whispered Nettie, shining her flashlight beam forward. Let's try there. They were just passing the first stable bay where Percy the peacock was sleeping when Bumpy the Ankylosaurus did an enormous dinosaur-sized sneeze. Ah-choo! Nettie and Connor jumped in fright at the noise when Percy awoke with such a start that his long tail feathers all stood up on end, making the impressive fan shape male peacocks are so famous for. Startled by the sudden movement, Connor shone his flashlight on the peacock's tail. Peacock's tail feathers are covered with eye spot pattern, and when they're held upright, it's like a hundred yellow eyes staring right back at you. And it's those eyes that Connor could see now. <coughs> he screamed in terror. I'm a monster! He bolted for the side door, but in the darkness, he hadn't spotted Bumpy's club-like tail poking out of his bay. Connor managed to collide with Nettie and go tumbling over the tail onto the hard floor, sending both flashlights spinning across the room. What are you doing, you great big brute? complained Nettie. I can't see a thing now. Oh, there's a, there's a monster in here with us, wailed Connor. Listen, I can hear it moving. Sure enough, they could hear a wet, slithering noise coming towards them. Seconds later, the pair of them began to scream as arms covered in suckers circled their bodies. Annie had slept through all of it. She got up the next morning, showered, made a quick cup of coffee, then popped across to see her patients. And that's when she found Oswald with his arms wrapped around the two burglars. By this time, Zoe, Andrew, and Bob had arrived. The police had already taken Connor and Nettie away, and the broken pane of glass in the front door had been boarded up. I've got good news, said Annie brightly at the three owners. Zoe, I'm pleased to say that Percy is eating properly again. It turns out he'd swallowed a pine cone that was blocking up his insides, but he had such a fright when one of the other patients sneezed that he coughed it right up. Oh, that's amazing, said Zoe, and gave Percy a loving cuddle. Andrew, I'm glad to say that Bumpy appears to be over the worst of his cold after a good night's rest. I think he's safe to return home. Oh, fantastic! said Andrew, and patted Bumpy's lumpy head. And Bob. It turns out Oswald was just feeling a bit useless. So I've offered him a job as a security guard. He's brightened up no end. Oh, awesome, said Bob, and gave Oswald a multi-armed hug. Now, if you can all excuse me, I've got to see my first patient, said Annie with a smile. 
She was really, really hoping it would be something normal this time, like a chihuahua or a Persian cat. Something simple. So you'll never guess what was on her table when she finished washing her hands. Three gorillas and a chimpanzee. The end.